What's good, man? It is the MBS show. Episode episode 31. Um, let's start off with who we got on today. I'm your boy Keo. Make, make sure you go follow and subscribe to the MBS channel. I got with me Mr. Box Office in the building. What's going on? What's going on, y'all? I'm excited to be on the show. It's the Super Bowl recap. It's bittersweet. Uh, football, uh, we had a great game, but it's uh, bitter because uh, the football season's over. So, uh, nonetheless, happy to be on the show, and let's get it. And then our special guest today, we got Mr. Marcus Betts from the Alphabets Football Show. Man, what's going on? What's popping, man? I, I, I'm, uh, I'm surprised I got an invite. Me and you, we've been debating for this for the past <laughs> month. Man. I'm surprised I got an invite, but uh, it's always good to be back here and chop it up with y'all, man. Very nice. Well, yeah, I'm glad to have you on, man. I'm looking forward to the night show. Obviously, you know, we are missing quite a few people today because those individuals they said hey man i cannot make it because it's valentine's day i don't want my significant other to be mad at me so i gotta do valentine's day so shout out to x mike c reek all of them who cannot make it due to valentine's day yes i'm calling all you guys out Shame on all of you. But with that being happy said, wife, man, happy wife, happy life, man. Happy wife, happy life. Happy spouse, happy house. <laughs> <laughs> all right, best. So with that being said, man, uh, first I um, starts out. Um, I want to start things out the, the right way and, you know, give, give our thoughts and prayers to what happened today um there was you know there was a super bowl parade today in kansas city obviously you know people look forward to celebrating the team but obviously foolishness happened and there was a shooting that happened um from what i know so far nine people got injured and one is actually um dead right now off of the shooting you know i just i just want to take my time to show our respects to you know the people that was affected by it man um um how, when you guys uh when you guys found out about this man how 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 shocked were you guys to hear you know the the, the tragic news of what happened it's just i mean it's just sad it's unfortunate it's like we, you know you can't you can't, you you know and I, I noticed a sports show, you know, it's just we can't we have shootings at concerts, shooting at parades, shootings at schools, shooting at, you know, at all these events. You know, it's just it's it's unfortunate. I mean, this is supposed to be like a joyous occasion. The, the entire city uh, celebrating, you know, their third Super Bowl uh, and, and during the uh, Andy Reid era, you know, and then, and probably what we would consider the new the new dynasty in, in the NFL and, and for it to end like that, it's just, it's just really unfortunate. Um, I'm going to leave my political thoughts to myself, but uh, just, you know, thoughts and prayers to everybody out there, you know, that was just, just going out to celebrate, you know, and you can't even do that. So, uh, you know, um, I hope that they're able to uh, get through this, this tough time. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're, we're thinking of them. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, just a sad, sad situation. You know, uh, I know if my Colts won the Super Bowl, I would try my best to go to the parade or any of my teams that won. And imagine being that excited for that parade just for some idiots to shoot it up and uh, and kill people left and right. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, I tell everybody. If you're going to go experience any sports event in person, I tell everybody, go experience the NFL draft. The NFL draft in person is awesome. I've been to two of them. I went to one in Nashville, one in Cleveland. Awesome experience. It's always free, by the way. Uh, Anybody can attend. And I've been to two of them, and I just think to myself, I imagine uh, entering an NFL draft full of different uh nfl jerseys full of people just to get it shot up um so it's ridiculous um and it it just it doesn't make sense to me i don't understand these people's goals at all um it's just sad it's just sad and it makes you even want to uh it it makes you hesitate trying to attend anything it it really Mm -hmm. does it's sad so no other words but sad yeah, during times like this, you normally, you know, uh, you normally you want to celebrate with your team, and it is a huge moment. <clears throat> teams would die for their team's favorite teams to win the championship. But obviously, you know things were different in Kansas City, but you know, shout out to everybody over there. Hopefully, everybody's safe. But with that being said. Let's go on to our first topic for tonight. And uh, before we get to our Super Bowl recap, we're going to kick things off with the San Francisco 49ers. They made some changes today. Defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes has been relieved of his duties. Only one season with the 49ers. So with that being said, was this the right decision for the 49ers to remove Steve Wilkes as their defensive coordinator. You go ahead. Uh, I, I, I don't I don't think it was. I, I I think this is kind of a scapegoat. Uh look, when you start losing coordinators, you, you lost uh uh the you, you lost Thala a couple of years ago who's coach who's the head coach of the uh Jets and you lost uh Mike McDaniels, who's the head coach of the uh, Dolphins. And then you lose D'Amico Ryans. He's the head coach of the Texans now. And generally, when you start having success, your coordinators start getting poached by other teams. Uh, We've seen three collapses with the 49ers, and we've seen three collapses with Kyle Shanahan. Look, we got to start, like, looking at this – with Kyle Shanahan, it seems to be a trend that started. I, you you got to start looking back at history. He was the offensive coordinator for the 28-3 Patriots game. He 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 lost the game with Jimmy G where they played this the Chiefs again a few years back, and they had a lead, and then he decides he wants to throw the ball in the second half when they're running the ball down their throat. And then you had a 10-point lead in this game, and you lost. So, look – I start looking at the the common denominators for and all of these coordinators are gone. All of these coordinators are gone. You know, I just mentioned the three coordinators that, that, that have left recently, and then you got rid of Wilkes today. So they'll be on their third third defensive coordinator. 
next year? You know, yeah. so what's the one common denominator for all of these collapses? The one common denominator. Kyle Shanahan. We got to start looking at Kyle Shanahan when it comes to these big games. And it seems to me he's the one. I think Steve, I think Steve Wilkes is a hell of a coach. Uh, I don't think that it helped losing Drake Greenlaw for that fluky accident, you know, on the sideline. But uh, I just I think it was I think maybe an overreaction. And I th- I think Steve Wilson will bounce back somewhere and he'll be uh, a coordinator somewhere. Now, all of the head coaching jobs have obviously been, obviously been taken up. But I think he'll bounce back next year and be some type of uh, defensive coordinator or a positional coach. Okay, uh, I'll go next. I don't know if Steve Wilkes deserved to be fired, but I do know one thing. He was definitely not as good as those other guys you mentioned, especially the Miko Ryans. Uh, I was looking at their rankings. Their run defense the last two years was the top two. So two years ago, second, uh, last year was first. This year, 25th. And I don't know if you remember during the overtime, I believe it was second and ten. And this guy, uh, Steve Wilkes, had his basically all his linebackers and safeties all the way back. That it forced Kyle Shanahan to call a timeout and basically say, like, what are you doing? And then a couple of plays later, he did it again on a, I believe it was a second and like seven. And he literally gave seven yards straight to the Chiefs by backing up. I, I just don't understand it. I mean... I get what you're saying. Yes, Kyle Shanahan did screw up some things, and he deserves a lot of uh, 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 blame. But I do think the defense took a step back with Steve Wilkes because one uh, one thing that was bad is the effort was bad against Detroit, and and they talked about that. The players talked about how the effort on defense was bad, and you can see that it was better in the Super Bowl, and I think they played much better because of that effort. But at the same time, when you have effort issues on one side of the ball, I think that's on the on the coordinator. Um, and, and I do think the defense just t- took a step back based off the last two years. So I don't know if he deserved to be fired, but he d- definitely something had to be happen to uh, change. Now, what's interesting to me is do the Niners have a plan in, in mind? Uh, will they maybe reach out to Belichick and try to convince him to be the D.C.? Will they reach out to Mike Vrabel and convince him to be the DC? So I um I just hope that the Niners, whatever they uh, uh, whatever forces decision, that they have something better in mind. Uh, because I mean that is a talented defensive group. I mean, you've got one of the best defensive lines in the league. You've got one of the best uh linebacking duos when uh Dre Greenlaw is obviously healthy. So I don't know if I don't know if it was the right move, but I felt like something had to change, at least at least a different philosophy for Steve Wilkes next year or something. But uh, that defense wasn't the same as it was the last two years under D'Amico Rines. Yeah, man. Um, <clears throat> I I I don't think he, they they should have let him go. It, it it was only his first season, man, as a defensive coordinator, and it's not like he was. You know, it was one of the worst defenses in the league. You know, we at one point in time, we were talking about the Niners as one of the best defenses in the league. And then, you know, when we hit the postseason three straight games from the Green Bay game to the Detroit game and to all the way to the Super Bowl, they gave up 
They gave up some big plays, huge chunk plays, even including on the run game also, um, and the passing game also. So I think that what led to it. I know they got high expectations to, you know, um, for the forty this forty ers team, but I I don't think they should have let them go after, you know, after just one season. You know that that's kind of. That's kind of uh, very surprising to me. I, I I didn't see that coming at all. But uh, last question before we go, man. Um, who who Ivan mentioned it? Who you think should be the their next defensive coordinator? Uh, I I don't think that uh, I don't think Bill Belichick is interested in being a coordinator. That's a major step down for him. Uh, part of why he didn't get he didn't get a job is because Bill Belichick likes control. Uh, if he were to go to San Francisco, you're just a voice in a room. You're not going to come in here and dictate anything due to their success. Uh, now I think Mike Vrabel, I do like, I do like the Mike Vrabel suggestion. Uh, we just saw somebody come, you know, dust, <laughs> dust off his uh, headset talking about, he wants to come back a guy like Rex Ryan It's determining like, what type of defense do you want to run? Do you want to run a four, three? Do you want to run a three, four, uh, I'm seeing my, Mike Vrabel. They're saying he's walking into rooms because he's such a big guy. He's intimidating people. Uh, I think he'd like a presence like that. You know, he's a hard-nosed kind of guy. He was a linebacker for the Patriots. I think I, I like what he did with the with the Titans. I thought he was kind of fired unceremoniously. But uh, my suggestion for them would be Mike Vrabel. I think that's a pretty good suggestion. 48 years old. I think he'd be all right. I agree. I would try to go hire Mike Vrabel. Uh, but, however, I do think that Belichick should take the role if if offered uh, because I think Belichick overplayed uh, himself in, in this head coaching search. I think uh, he wanted too much control and teams weren't willing to give it up because they saw he wasn't drafting well in New England the last couple of years, especially on the offensive side. And I think Bel Bill Belichick is sitting back right now and saying, damn, I messed up. And uh, and I think he would take a defensive coordinator role at this point, at least for a year, before he can start interviewing next year again. So, because um, he is, I think, 72. So, I think he realizes time's running out and he overplayed his card, to be honest. Uh, so, I would personally go with Rabel because he's younger, like you said, and I think he relates more to players nowadays, but uh, I don't. Uh, but I do think Belichick should take the job if offered. Okay, um, I li I like both of those candidates, but um, I think they're gonna try to promote somebody. Um, I think they're gonna try to promote somebody, and I think uh, a guy that has a great. Um, chance to do it is uh, their secondary coach, uh, Daniel Bullocks. Um, the reason why is um, he's been with Shanahan since Sh uh, Shanahan's first season, since his first season with the Niners. Um, um, and he's you know, he's one of the guys that have been wanting to get promoted for a while. He's worked under um, D'Amico Ryan's Robert Sala. And he he knows how that defense was ran when those guys were there, so I think he would definitely be a 
good candidate and a very young uh, a very young uh coach also so i think i think um and the players are familiar with him also so i think um <clears throat> i think that that would be a good shot the the the, the only problem i have with Vrabel is how much will mike shan i mean kyle shanahan let them implement his style his strategy um and his say of what he has to say about how that defense is ran that that's my my only problem issue with Vrabel and with Vrabel take a defensive coordinator position because you know I could see him as a head coach could he take a year off as a head coach and be a defensive coordinator but that's my view on um as far as the um the, the head coaching uh I mean uh the 49ers defensive coordinator situation goes but with that being said we're gonna go to we're gonna give our official Super Bowl recap now so let's talk about we're, we're back to the Niners again man so with that being said um should should there be any blame towards the 49ers lost or was the Chiefs a better team on Sunday uh I would have to say, you know, since Patrick Mahomes has been, when he was drafting, he sat, he dra drafted in 2017, uh, kind of sat out, kind of sat behind Alex Smith. But once he took over in 2018, this is the worst Kansas City Chiefs offense that we've seen. We're not talking about Kelsey in his prime six or seven years ago, or with Tyreek Hill, or guys like Kareem Hunt, or, or or you know some of the players that they've had over there they've had you know, damian damian williams i thought their first super bowl i thought damian williams was the mvp of that game uh when you look at their wide receiver core i think i like the kid rice i i think he'll probably be better next year but this their wide receiver core i mean they had healthy scratches for Kadarius tony healthy scratches for sky Moore. these guys didn't really contribute this year led the league in drops the entire year, and then they come out and they still do. I don't think that the Kansas City Chiefs was that great this year. Um, I, I thought that this was the prime opportunity for the 49ers to get, to get that Super Bowl. I think, you know, the 49ers team was a very well-rounded team. You got six all-pros on your offense. You got all-pros on every level of your defense. Nick Bosa, all-pro. Uh, Fred Warner, all-pro. Hufanga, Unfortunately, he he ended up on the IR. Uh, he's due for a massive uh, a massive ex uh, extension, and you couldn't get the you couldn't get it done. I squarely blame this on Kyle Shanahan. I put this on Kyle Shanahan. Uh, you're the coach. We, we're starting to see a theme here with him, even with talent. He, when he, the game gets close into the nitty gritty, Kyle Shanahan comes up short. So I'm putting the majority of the blame on Kyle Shanahan. All right. Well, I'm going to put 50% of it on Kyle Shanahan. Now, uh, I don't think the Chiefs were a better team, and that's the reason they won, uh, because uh, I think the Niners roster is the best in the NFL. I really believe that. Uh, now, the Chiefs roster is up there, but uh, – Look, the Niners, man, and I had them winning this game by one point, so I thought it would be close as it was. But 
I'm putting 50% of it on Kyle Shanahan, and this is why. I thought the defense was great in the first half, a lot of effort, and and the offense did enough. It was 10-0, um, and then you come out the second half, he's throwing six straight plays. I didn't agree with that. Mahomes gets the ball first, throws an interception. They're already past midfield, and they don't get any points out of it. So I blame Kyle Shanahan for that. Um, then we get to, uh, as the game went on, I'll give Kyle Shanahan the credit for this. One uh, Less than two minutes ago, Brock Purdy gets him a field goal, and they're up three. The defense just needs one stop, and the defense played really well. They couldn't get it done. Um, then we go to overtime. I blame Kyle Shanahan for taking the ball. That did not make sense at all. Um, his, his explanation is we're basically saying if we're going to match each other on the first two possessions, we get the ball third and then it's a sudden death game. Okay. That's analytics. I get it. But analytics does not account that Patrick Mahomes is across the field. And that's the issue with analytics. Analytics needs to, uh, be able to predict that it's, Patrick Mahomes over there. You should have gave Patrick Mahomes the ball first. So I blame Kyle Shanahan for that. But then also in overtime, they get the ball first. Brock Purdy leads them down. They get three points. Fourth and one for the Chiefs. The Chiefs get it. Uh, if they had a, had they stopped them there, I would say, oh, Kyle Shanahan, genius. He, get, he he scored the first three points. They got the And they got the stop. Um. So I'm going to put half of it on Kyle Shanahan. Not everything's his fault. Like that punt that was muffed, uh, not his fault. I mean, I thought that was more on Ray Ray McLeod. He's got a fair catch it. Um, he, he's got to do something else or tell his uh, teammates move out the way. So that wasn't his fault exactly. Um, I thought his play call play calling was good when the Niners really needed a score. Um, and, and then I didn't know what Steve Wilkes was g- doing a couple of times going back to, uh, the, a couple of those, uh, third down plays against Mahomes. So I think the blame goes all around, but Kyle Shanahan gets 50% of it. And I want to add this as well. I don't, the, the NFL officiating has to get better. Okay. I saw three holds on Nick Bosa. And one on Fred Werner on the third down. He got tackled down trying to get to Mahomes. The uh, the Chiefs offensive linemen led the league in, in holding this year. And they did not get one holding call in these three Mahomes Super Bowls that they've won. I mean, I'm not the type of guy to blame refs. I really – I try to stay away from that. I'm not one of those people that says, oh, the NFL is rigged. The NBA is rigged. I'm really not one of those guys. But I mean, some of these holding calls were obvious as day. Like, go pull up, go pull up the the, the highlights for yourself, and tell me on those couple third downs that Bosa and Fred Werner were not held. It made no sense. The NFL's got to do better on officiating. But, anyways, back to your question, Keo. I don't think that the Chiefs were better. I think that the Chiefs have a better quarterback. And that Kyle Shanahan also should have uh, let the Chiefs have the ball in, in overtime first. Um, I I'm I'm totally the complete opposite with this one. I I blame it on the defense, man. And obviously, we 
the first move that they did was get rid of the, the, the defensive coordinators. So I definitely blame it on the defense. The defense, they gave up some big plays. Kansas City converted on a lot of third down plays, man. Um, uh, and I know you could, I know you could, you know, blame it. Why, why didn't they let uh, the Chiefs get the ball first? But I, I think it's at the defense end of the day. They gave us some huge chunk plays. Um, they left Patrick Mahomes wide open on some big running plays. I think it was in overtime or it, it wasn't in the fourth quarter. He, it, I think it was on third down. Or yeah, I think it was third down. He gave they gave up a twenty-two yard play to Patrick Mahomes, setting them setting up the. Yeah, that was up, that like, fourth and one. That was that fourth and one play where he took off. He, yeah, that yeah. Option, on that read option yeah. play, and took off. Yeah, that was fourth and one. Yeah, that was. You know, Patrick Mahomes will kind of lull you to sleep. He's not. He doesn't run with Josh Allen's power, or Lamar Lamar Jackson's speed. He kind of runs kind of dorky like, and then you like look up and he blows <laughs> past you. You know, he, he's not the most gracious runner. You know, I'm, and I'm glad you mentioned the read option because the Niners' excuse was we weren't ready to defend the read option. I'm like, what? I'm like, come on, man! You guys are no was one of the best defenses in the league. You weren't prepared for that. <laughs> and you know, and then Mahomes ended up being the leading rusher of that game. I know the defense played good, but I think the second half they gave up some big plays. Um, I think that the I think it was the 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 bomb that Mahomes threw. They lucky that um they lucky that um what's his name uh, uh Pacheco fumbled the ball um uh, later in the game, so they they actually caught a break from it. But I blame it on the defense, though. I think the defense does deserve a lot of blame in this one. All right, guys, we're moving on over. Let's go to our next topic. And um, I know Marcus is looking forward to this one, man. Did anything change how you view Brock Purdy after the Super Bowl? In the words of Danny Green. <laughs> In the words of the late great Dennis Green, Danny Green, he is who I thought he was. And what I've been saying the entire time, and everybody's taking that as a slight, everybody's kind of chimed in. You've had Joe, Joe Montana chime in. You hit, you know, the big controversy with Cam Newton. Uh all of these players, Gronk, Shannon Sharp, all of these players. They're saying the same thing, and I said it. I'm, I'm, I get pe people. Oh, you're hating Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's I. He's I. We gotta stop using the term great. We gotta look in society nowadays. We gotta stop using the term great so loosely. That's a, when you use the term great. That's that's reserved for a very special company. But guy has a couple of good games. So he's great. Oh my God, this guy, he's great. He, he was a great rookie. Everybody's trying to make CJ Stroud. He's great. He's played one year. Congratulations, you're offensive rookie of the year. But you know what? I've seen some other guys win offensive, offensive rookie of the year, and they look like crap later on in their career. You know who else also won offensive rookie of the year? Vince Young, Dak Prescott. <laughs> How did that work out? So great is. You don't wait. Wait, you don't think Dak Prescott's great? He's, he's I. 
and I'm a Cowboys fan. He's all right. He's all right. He's a he's a good dude. He's a you know he's not he's not the the cream of the crop. The top you know the 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 best of the best of the best. He's all right. We got to stop using this term great. We saw the 49ers this year, this this past year, lose three games in a row, three games in a row, three in a row. They lost to the they lost to the Browns, they lost to the Vikings, and they lost to the Bengals. That was whenever Debo Samuel was missing and one of his best weapons was missing. Okay? We got to stop using this term great. So, Luke, it's a great story. It's a really good story. Mr. Irrelevant, the last guy in the draft gets, gets, you know, is playing on this team. He's a real, he's a good quarterback surrounded by all world talent. So let me ask you this question. This is for Mr. My man down here, my man down here. What does Josh Allen, how many games does Josh Allen win with the 49ers roster? How many games does Lamar Jackson win with that roster? How many games does Joe Burrow, who, who gets sacked all the time and gets beat up, he's got good receiver, but his offensive line is, is absolutely atrocious. He's missed two seasons with injuries because his offensive line is getting him killed. And you got a guy who's making $900,000. Brock Purdy's making $900,000. That's your window. That's your window, people. When when your quarterback is on his rookie deal and you're not paying and you're paying him $900,000. Now I want to see what you look like when you're making $50 million a year. That's the kind <laughs> of stuff that the Cowboys are going through. Dak Prescott's salary cap hit is $59 million this year. Justin Herbert's one of the top paid quarterbacks in the league, and he ain't won nothing. Joe Burrow. Tra uh, Trevor Lawrence, all of these guys are making 50, 55 million dollars and ain't won nothing. And Brock Purdy's making 900 K. I guarantee you, when he's making 50 million dollars, by, by the time he comes up in a couple of years, it'll probably be closer to 60 because we already got somebody at 55. He's all right, he's all right, he's an okay quarterback. He's 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 not terrible. I'm not calling him a scrub or a bum, but he's all right. And we got, and that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. We saw Trent Dilfer win a Super Bowl. We saw Brad Johnson win a Super Bowl. We saw Rex Grossman go to the Super Bowl with the Bears. It's okay, but he's ah, uh, I. That's it. No, no slight to him. So no, it didn't change my mind at all. Okay. Well, it didn't change my mind at all either because I said Brock <laughs> Purdy's a top ten quarterback. And I'm sticking to it. He's a top 10 quarterback. Uh, he's been in the league way less than Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, all these guys. And he's played better in the playoffs. Okay. I feel like he's played with more poise. Uh, I'm not going to go with Josh Allen and Joe Burrow because I think those guys are another level. I think they're right behind Mahomes without the rings. But I do think Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott have stunk it up in the playoffs. That's for sure. Uh, now, they're both also top 10 quarterbacks. But I do think Brock Purdy showed a lot of poise in these playoffs, even when they were down at certain points, like against Detroit and Green Bay. I thought he played good in this Super Bowl. He, did. he wasn't great, but he was good. Um, his offensive line also wasn't the best. I mean, 
He had that third and four where they didn't where they decide not to block uh Chris Jones. Um, if they block Chris Jones, Brandon Ayuk's wide open for a, a touchdown, and we might have another conversation here uh, uh with the Niners winning the Super Bowl. So he didn't change my mind uh because I had him as a top ten quarterback. Now I do agree. Hang on, hang on though. I, I gotta ask this. When you say top ten ten quarterbacks, can we do this real quick? Can we can we say the top ten quarterbacks? I don't think Brock Purdy's better than Dak Prescott. I don't think I don't think he's better. I don't think Brock Purdy's better than Kirk Cousins. I don't think he's better than Kirk Cousins. I don't think he's better than when I look at the quarterbacks around the league again. If you give any halfway decent quarterback six all pros on his offense, again, what when you you look at some of these quarterbacks, you're saying, well, well, uh, Lamar Jackson hasn't had that much success. Lamar Jackson has had one of the worst wide receiver cores in the league. When you're out there with Hollywood, does anybody consider Hollywood Brown a number one receiver? Okay, but but Lamar Jackson also had the number one seed and lost to Ryan Tannehill. And then this year he had the number one defense who held Mahomes to 17 points and scoreless in the second half, and he was terrible. We okay. I mean we got he he's been he's been too inconsistent in the playoffs. At least like with Josh Allen, when he loses, at least he, he puts up numbers and like he goes down fighting. I just feel like Lamar Jackson has massively uh If you put Lamar Jackson on the 49ers with that roster. But see the Ra- Ravens that crushed the Niners earlier this year. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So that tells you right there. Now you he's doing this with Zay Flowers. What would Lamar Jackson be with George Kittle? Okay, look. Well, he's got Mark, Mark Andrews. Andrews. Mark Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews was out. If you and Gus Edwards is I. He ain't Christian McCaffrey. Zay Flowers is I. He ain't Debo or IU. We but he had the number one defense. I, he also I, had the number I, one defense. I mean, you don't, you don't, wait, also you, got a better head coach. Wait, you don't think you don't think you don't think Zay Flowers is is a wash with Brandon Ayuk? Brandon, Brandon Ayuk. Do you know who the, the second? The, you know who was second in in uh? With pro football PFF behind Tyreek Hill, do you know what wide receiver is number two in PFF? Who are you? Yes, Brandon Ayuk. Well, I don't think that's fair Brandon to Ayuk say because the, because the that's the Ravens are, are not accustomed to throwing the ball like that on you know the way the 49ers are. Okay, they're used to running the ball. What would Lamar Jackson be if he got if he could turn around 30 times to hand the ball to Christian McCaffrey? Christian McCaffrey, who led the league, who was in the MVP conversation, also who led the league in rushing. You got six all pros on your offense. That matters. That helps when you look. What was the name of that team? Y- y'all watch Space Jam? Y'all ever watch Space Jam back in the day? Michael Jordan. Yeah. What was the name of the team that Michael Jordan played against? The Monstars. That's the 49ers. The Monstars. <laughs> they got everybody over there, man. Hey, the, the 49ers Ravens are the, the Monstars, Ra- man. The Ravens beat the Niners. So I don't want to hear this nonsense. Like the Ravens are some stuff. <laughs> They had the number one defense, and they beat the Niners. Okay. So they were and just the, as and good. the Vikings beat the 49ers, too. 
The Vikings beat the 49ers. At the end of the day, man, okay, the, the, the Vikings, but the Vikings weren't the Ravens. The Ravens were number one seed, number one defense in the league, and, and the MVP. At the end of the day, man, you can't, you can't, you can't crucify and penalize the guy because he got put I'm in the great position. Penalize him. I'm just saying when you play like, with but, all world, when you play with, uh, you know what Brock Purdy is. I'm gonna say this right now. Brock Purdy is the Draymond Green of the NFL. Wow. He's the Draymond Green in the NFL. No, you he's know, not. You, you look real good out there with Stephen Clay, don't you? And then when Stephen Clay got hurt, what, what, what happened when Draymond Green was out there just by himself? Come on. Everybody, what happened with But when Debo was wasn't there for uh what was that game against Green Bay? He 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 proved people wrong. He proved people he that would three you. straight games when Debo was out. I, I, if you I, put I, Rock Purdy out there with just at, if you put Matt Jones on the 49ers and you put Brock Purdy on the on the Patriots, it's gonna be the same story. I, it's the I same think, story. I think I think people have created this narrative, have made a lot of excuses for Brock Purdy. A lot of people have said that, hey, Brock Purdy, you can't win. Without one of your best weapons, which was Debo Samuel, he was able to do it. Hey, Brock Purdy, you can't win when you're down. When you're down in the game, double digits leads. He did that twice in the game. So, so it's like I think people still make excuses. I think okay, Brock Brock Purdy, he's a good quarterback. Is he great? Not there yet. He's a good quarterback. But as far as as the question goes, from this topic goes, say, ah, I, he's ah, no, no, I. I'm not, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that. Brock Purdy, <laughs> hold on, man, Brock Purdy, is who, who I thought he was. He, he, he's, okay. he's the player that I thought he was. Um, you know, I, I don't know anybody that's been the defending Brock Purdy as much as I have, and I'm a yeah. Cowboys fan. I've been praising him. All year, but defending him. I've been going back with Marcus. I've been going back with Yvonne throughout the years. Yvonne actually kind of has bought into him. Even the guys who were from the NBS show. Um, but I think Brock Purdy, he 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 wasn't great. He was good in the Super Bowl, though. You know, there was, you know, he he was he made some throws out of the pocket. He avoided a lot of sacks. Um, but uh, but at the end of the day, when it comes to the Super Bowl loss, you can't say okay Brock Purdy lost us the game and I, I don't think that was the case at all he was good and he had to deal on the other side against Patrick Mahomes and he he responded to a drives every time Mahomes came back and scored a touchdown or they came back and tied the field he responded every single time it was just the other guy was Patrick Mahomes who was a great quarterback <laughs> so um you know I he he's the quarterback I thought he was gonna be, and um, and and I'm just gonna leave it at that. You know, we'll see what happens in his third year. We'll see if you know if he actually gets paid or not, and we'll see you know if he could have that type of year once again. We'll see. It's it's really nice to put put up put up the monsters around you when you're making <laughs> not when you're making yeah. when you're making nine hundred thousand dollars. We'll revisit this again in a couple of years when he's making fifty five, fifty six, between fifty five and sixty million dollars, and they have to start making you know trimming fat over there on the roster because, like Bill uh -huh. Parcells says, you cannot have sirloin at every position. You can't. You had you have to start. Going places, the paying Peter to pay Paul, 
You know, you can't have all of these guys because they got some contracts coming up. And I sent you the slide, Keo. They got some yeah. guys that are coming up. Yeah, they up. do. They do. Hufunga, Hufunga. Look, Brandon Ayuk had three catches in this game. He's a legit number one receiver. And if you go to his Twitter feed, he was a little bit pissed off, and his wife was talking about, "We ready to get up out of here." You, you, how can you just not give him give him the ball? Debo's a he's a good he's a good player. Debo's not necessarily a great wide receiver. He's a weapon. You can't generally have two twenty five million dollar wide receivers. You you probably got Nick Bosa is probably a top three. Edge rusher, you're gonna to have to pay Hafunga probably Minka Fitzpatrick type money. You're gonna have you pay George Kittle top three tight end money. You pay Trent Williams, uh, elite top three left tackle it's, money. You cannot have sirloin at every position and then pay your quarterback 55 to 60 million dollars. So we'll revisit this in a couple of years when he come up. <laughs> when he's out there like Draymond Green was without Steph Curry and and, and Clay Thompson, we'll revisit this then. Come on, man. He ain't no Draymond Green, man. He's like, like, come He's on. Right. Uh, all right, man. Well, we we could go back and forth with this all day, man. But uh, let let's move on over to our next topic. Um, I'm gonna like this one now. Um, I'm not sure. I know where Yvonne stands, but I'm not sure where Marcus stands with the so Patrick Mahomes winning back to back rings, winning his third ring. Is it time to start the GOAT conversation with Brady and Mahomes? I, I think it's a little bit premature. I mean, you got as many championships as Joe Montana. What did Joe have, three or four? Four, so he doesn't have one. Got, okay, so you're tied with Troy Aikman, and you got yours three and five years. Troy got his three and four years. Okay, now. I think that the proof will really be in the pudding next year. Now, if they go uh, three straight, nobody's ever done that in history. Nobody. Not the not the 60s Packers, not the 70s Steelers, not the 80s 49ers, not the 90s Cowboys, not those Tom Brady Patriots teams. I think that they're pushing him a little bit. Now, look, what he's done is incredible. Again, and, and again, we talk about that word great. Great goat, great test of all time. Great, he's great. But when now you're taking it to a another level, great test. That means better than great, better than greater. So I'm not, you know, he's he's. I'm not gonna say I. He's 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 excellent, and what he's done in a short amount of time has been outstanding. But you still got some guys that you got to get over. You. As many you got, you know, you just passed by John Elway. John Elway hit what two? You know, yeah. you just passed up Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, you passed up the Manning boys, Peyton and Eli. They both hit two. Um, you, you know, you, the guys with one, you already passed them up. You know, you just tied Troy Aikman. You know, it's hard every year to get up to that. But I, to me, you got to get past. You know, Troy Aikman won three in four years. You won three in five years. Now, like I said, if you can get Next, I think next year, I, I think it's safe to call them a dynasty now, but I'm not going to say, the, the you know, the greatest of all time because you got other guys uh, that you got to pass by. You got you got to pass by. You're tied with Troy Aikman. You got to pass him by. And ain't nothing written in the stars to say you're going to win any more championships. I think if we're betting, 
in saying would Patrick Mahomes ever win another championship? I think we all could probably say that he probably would. But I thought Peyton Manning would win more championships too. And he was one of the best that I saw. And he he won those two. And on the last one, he he was on his last leg. That defense won that 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 championship. So we'll see. You know, it's really early. He's 28 years old. We're probably gonna see him for another, I don't know how many years, you know. Seven, eight, ten, twenty, you know, if he's Brady, 15 years. So we'll see what happens. I mean, there's a t- to be determined. TBD. Yeah, I, I agree with alphabets here 100 percent I'm so tired of people trying to hop on like trains so early and not letting careers just play out. Everybody wants to wants the new car, the new thing, the new toy. I'm just like, relax, man. Relax, Brady won seven rings. Seven rings. I understand that Mahomes has won three and that they are a dynasty. I do agree with that. Three rings in five years is a dynasty. But and he and I'll give him this. I would take Mahomes at 29 years old than Brady at 29 because he's been better individually than Brady was at that point. But he's still got a long ways to go. He's not even halfway on the chips yet. Uh, And not to mention that Brady won a ring without Belichick. He won with two different franchises. Uh, Look, I respect Mahomes, and I like his game, and I like what he's accomplished. But let's slow it down. We Just just enjoy his career. Just enjoy it. We don't have to jump onto this old stuff. And also people need to stop acting like Tom Brady played in the Bill Russell era and that he's like this this guy that was 50 years ago. Hey, Tom Brady just retired. And he beat Mahomes in a Super Bowl. And 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 most of his titles are within the last 10 years. So we got to stop acting like he's this old guy. Oh, and he beat Mahomes at 40 years old. So his longevity yeah. was crazy as well. Yeah. Yeah. We just gotta slow it down, enjoy the ride, and let's yeah. and let's have that debate when he when he does win seven rounds. Here's the other thing too, to add a little something too. There's a lot of things we we thought that guys would do certain stuff and stuff happens. Dan Marino went to the, his Super Bowl uh, early in his career. He never went back. I think in a second know, we saw we saw, we saw uh, Troy Aikman. We saw Troy Aikman win his Super Bowls, and then one year they just Jerry just fires Jimmy. What happens if you know? Knock on wood, I'm not wishing anything bad on anybody. But what if something happens to Andy Reid? You know, what if the, what if uh, Travis Kelsey, you know, just up and retires, or Andy Reid just up and retires? If I had told you at the beginning of the season that Pete Carroll be out bill belichick was going to be out and nick saban in college football is going to be out in the same year would you believe me there's a lot of stuff that goes on within a calendar year in a in a football season sometimes people they just get burned out real quick everybody's on that high right now from the from the super bowl maybe at the towards the end of the summer i don't want to do this no more i I got other interests i want to start you know me and me and taylor swift want to settle down and start having some babies and start a family i don't want to play no more you know, it's just you just never know. Life happens. So there's a lot, you know, uh, Patrick's been fairly healthy. There's other variables that go in. You know, you have a, a career ending injury. I'm not wishing that. I'm just saying those are po- possibilities. You t- you shred your knee or 
do something to your elbow. We just saw a couple of years ago Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl. And now he's, you know, he's he's missed two seasons. He, you know, tore his ACL this rookie year. Now he's got a wrist injury that he missed most of this year. So slow down, cool your heels. Like my man says down here, enjoy, enjoy the ride. We got a long, long way to go. And, and, yeah. and, and, and sorry to cut you off, Keel, but Kelsey's 35. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid's 65. How much longer is Andy Reid going to coach? And I and I Damn. hope Andy Reid keeps going because I really like Andy Reid. But the thing is, mm-hmm. uh, Tom Brady got Belichick in his early 50s. You know, we'll see how much time Andy Reid has as a coach. Uh, you never know. Maybe he wins next year to three beats over and Andy Reid's like, look, I, I did it all. I'm good. Uh, so not saying that Mahomes will stink without Andy Reid, but I'm just saying let's see it. Let, let, let's remember – Tom Brady from 2004 to 2014, 10 years without a ring. Yeah. So, so it's very possible that, hey, maybe this year was Mahomes' last ring for a long time. Yeah. So, so let's just, mm-hmm. you know, let's just see. Chris Jones is not guaranteed to be back in Kansas City. Legereus Sneed yeah. is not guaranteed to be back. So, all I'm saying is, let the guys play out their careers. It's it's like LeBron when he won two rings in Miami. Oh, the goat, the goat. Wait, hold on. Not hold three, on. not four, not five, not six, not yeah. seven. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I'm still waiting for at least number five, and we're not going to get any more from LeBron. So, uh, Keo, you go ahead. But my thing is, be patient. Um. As far as this goat conversation goes, I I think it is too early. I'm not taking anything away what Patrick Mahomes did. That was really great. That was really impressive. It blew my mind. Um, uh, Marcus mentioned that you, this is his, the his worst season. Um, um, I think you know he's he's. I don't think he's closing the gap. He's making strides to that goal conversation, though. He's making strides. Am I going to start a conversation right now? No, I'm not going to start a conversation right now with it because I feel like until Patrick Mahomes can win it without Andy Reid, then maybe we could have a conversation. Tom Brady, he did it without Bill Belichick. And there and there was always that conversation with well, is it cuz of is it cuz of Belichick or was it cuz of Brady why the Patriots won these Super Bowls? We know yeah. where Belichick's at right now. Um, Tom Brady, you know, he won a title when he left. Um, and, you know, he's, you know, I think he's with Fox now. Um, with yeah. Mahomes and Andy Reid, like, can can Mahomes do that without Andy Reid? It'll show you how great there's, he is. You know. There's so many variables that go into winning championships. You, you know, you got the, the roster and, you, and you're dealing with the salary cap. And then you're dealing with. You know, they've been fairly, they've been, Mahomes has been fairly, you know, healthy. He hasn't suffered the type of injuries like Joe Burrow suffered. You know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. How did, how did Joe Montana look whenever he left the, when he left the 49ers and went to the Chiefs? You know, this is Joe, the great Joe Montana. People, oh, he's going to go to the Chiefs and win them a Super Bowl. So there's, there's a lot, what? there's a lot of work still to be done. What? What 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 I want to see Mahomes do is be down twenty eight to three, 
do it in the Super Bowl and come back. <laughs> if you can do that, then okay. I you don't know. I, I, I look at it like this: like <laughs> they're talking about, they're talking about, uh, you know, like with Jordan, you know, you know the Jordan, the, the Jordan and and LeBron comparison. I'm like, what about Kobe? You know, it's like there's. There, I'll say the same thing with with uh, with Patrick Mahomes. Oh, it's like, dude, you ain't even got past. You ain't got past. Terry Bradshaw and 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 Joe Montana, you're already trying to go for the to, for the top guy. It's like, come on, I, man. I know when people see this, they they may they may think I'm crazy for this, but despite Patrick Mahomes having more rings this, than this individual, I still will put Peyton Manning ahead of Patrick Mahomes. I would, yeah, I would yeah. too, as of right now. Because Peyton Manning, you know, the way he the way he controls that line of line of scrimmage. Calling them audibles, I'm like, man, yeah. that that that. Miss that on, Omaha, man. man. Omaha, yeah. Omaha. I miss that. Yeah, yeah man. So it's, uh, we truly were man. fortunate to see. I'm I'm very maybe maybe I'm just kind of a stuck in my ways because I saw a lot of these guys. I'm 49, man. So I saw Elway's entire career. I saw Aikman's entire career. I saw both of the Mannings' entire career. I've seen, you know, Aaron Rodgers. I remember when he got drafted in 04, and was he got Alex Smith got drafted over him. So there's a lot of stuff. Then you got these kids coming up too. That's the other variable that we have to factor in uh, with Patrick Mahomes. You have teams in the AFC like the Texans. Uh, you know, and again, I don't want to say CJ Stroud's great because he won the offensive rookie of the year. I got to see it again next year. But you got te- a team like the Houston Texans that are coming up, young kids that don't know any better. You know, you look at you know on the other side, you look at Jordan Love with the J- Jordan Love with the uh, with the Packers. There's these kids that are coming up right behind you, and they're nipping on your heels, man. And and you know when you're on top, everybody's coming for the for that top spot. You know. Yeah, man. Um, and 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 Manning won a Super Bowl when he went to the Broncos. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just it's just Brady, man. It's just too much. The dude holds every record, game-winning drives, comebacks. You know what he's done in most, the Super Bowl? Most passing yards, most touch, m- most touchdowns, yeah. most. You know all all the postseason. Brady has. Do y'all understand that Brady has a hundred thousand yards passing? A hundred the man <laughs> for 25 years, man. Him and him and Drew Brees, they were they were going back and forth. It was like whoever retires first is gonna win is gonna hold this record. Because Drew Brees is up there with like 85, 90,000 yards, you know. So it's it's you gotta be fairly healthy too. I I remember Drew Brees, his career was nearly over before it started. He had like elbow issues coming out of San Diego, you know. So and we'll Br- see. Bra- <coughs> Brady Brady tore his ACL in 2007. That's a whole season he didn't even have. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. so it's just it's a lot of factors. And let's like you said, TBD. Uh, let it play out. Enjoy the careers. I don't understand this this need for the new goat and all this. Just, just let it play out, man. Yeah. Wow. Well, all right, man. With that being said, I guess no goat conversation for now. All right, man, let's go to our last topic for the our Super Bowl recap. We did do a little recap right after the game with me, X, and uh, Reek, and we talked about um, how great the Super Bowl was and where would they rank the Super Bowl. So Truex, a sports junkie, who I did the recap with him, he said 
the 40 on Sunday, the 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs is a top five Super Bowl game in Super Bowl history. Do you guys do you guys agree with that? Is this top five in your books? Man, I'm thinking of all of the well, one of the most exciting ones that I saw was the one with uh what was the one the Broncos and the Saints. I thought that that was an incredible that was the Drew Brees Super Bowl where Peyton uh or Sean Peyton this, Sean Payton what's that? You mean Colt Saints? You said Broncos Saints. Right, yeah, Colt Saints, yeah. And just uh uh Sean Payton just called it calling a brilliant game. Just a an absolutely brilliant game. Uh being a Cowboys fan, you know, seeing the, the Cowboys, you know, beat the beat the uh Steelers in the last Super their last Super Bowl when Neil O'Donnell forgot how to throw the ball. That was pretty exciting. I mean, look, what was it, Super Bowl 50, Super Bowl 58? I mean, we've seen like nearly a half cent, you know, over a half century of Super Bowls, you know. And it's it's like really hard to like level it down. Because some of the Super Bowls you probably didn't see. You know, they didn't start the Super Bowl in 1967, 1966, 1967. So you probably missed the first 20 of them. So, you know, it's, uh, it's look, it's. It's always great. I, I just love it. Even sometimes with the blowouts, it's just a beautiful thing. Watching the 49ers beat the snot out of the Chargers uh, for Steve Young to get his Super Bowl. I thought that was pretty cool, even though I'm not, a you know, uh, you know, seeing Peyton Manning win it for for the Colts, you know, with the, the drop that they had there. Uh, beating who was that? Was it the Bears? Oh, with the, the Bears. Gross one, yeah. Yeah, the the Bears, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's really hard to it's really hard to gauge that because you know I think when it comes to Super Bowl, a lot of times we have recency bias. You know, the last one you see is the best. You know. Okay, this is a top five Super Bowl for me, and what okay. makes and what makes a game uh, one factor that makes a game really good for me is if there's a lot of hype and in a, a game expected to be close going in. And I think people had that in mind here. No one I talked to said this was going to be a blowout on either side. Okay? The number two factor going in, you have to have stars. And this game had it. I mean, we just talked about the Niners uh, roster. Crazy. Then you have Mahomes on this side. You have Kelsey on this side, Chris Jones. Uh I'm going to say this is the fourth best Super Bowl ever, and I will tell you my top four. The number one, the best Super Bowl I ever saw, and I think this is going to be hard to beat, and we all three watched it, the Seahawks-Patriots game, to me, is the best Super Bowl ever. Why is that the best, in my opinion? Here's why. Uh, You had the defending champs, and you had the dynasty. Okay, of the Patriots against the defending champs, the Seahawks, which was going to be the next dynasty if they won that game, right? You had Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback ever, against a top-notch defense. Uh, Legion of Boom, what else do I need to say? Uh, you had a close game back and forth, two Hall of Fame coaches. You you had the hype going in. The hype was a great. No one, uh, That was a 50-50 game. Like, I remember that was a push-em game. And... On top of it all, what does it for me is that it had a shocking ending. 
Like, like that ending to me tops it off. I mean, even even before the interception by Malcolm Butler, you had that crazy catch by Javon Curse, and then you're and everybody's sitting there. A minute left. You're like, all right, they're gonna run it in. Brady's gonna get the ball back with probably 20 seconds, and then the Marshawn Lynch gets the, the carry on first down. He gets about I don't know six seven yards. It's second and goal. Like, all right, they're about to run it in. And then you get this crazy interception. I mean, that that game to me had it all. It literally had it all. You had the stars. You had the offense. The, you had the defense. You had the coaching. You had a close game. You had a shocking ending. To me, that game did, had it all. The second best Super Bowl I ever saw was 2007 Giants-Patriots. We all know. 18-0. and oh, and, and, and it kind of goes with the shocking ending. David Tyree, you had Plexico Burris finishing it off. A huge upset. I think 90% of people picked the Patriots to win that game, including myself. Uh, that game was nuts to me. Uh, nuts. The third best game I ever saw was the Steelers-Cardinals. I thought that was awesome. Oh, you, man. Very fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was sad. Uh, Harrison's interception before the half, that pick six was nuts. You had a close ending. You had the stars, Larry Fitzgerald, Big Ben, Heinz Ward, Anquan Bolden, Kurt Warner. Uh, That game was great. And then the fourth game would be this one. I I thought this game had it all. I thought it was close. It going into overtime is a huge deal to me because it just tells you how close the game was. A lot of people will say the Falcons-Patriots, the only thing I don't like about that game was it was a bad game three quarters. Okay, we, we know what happened. A 25-point uh, comeback by Brady Dallas, phenomenal. And the fourth quarter and overtime couldn't be more entertaining. But it was a bad game three quarters in. And that's what I think hurts a game like that. It needs to be close and back and forth the whole game. Um, and then number five, if I had to say a fifth one, it would be Titans Rams in like 99. I oh, thought, wow. I thought because of the ending there, it was good. It was a back and forth game. You had the stars, you had Steve McNair, you had uh, a Kurt Warner, uh, Isaac Bruce, Tory Holt, so on. So those are my top five. Um, and uh, honorable mention, honorable mention, Tom Brady's first Super Bowl. Uh, against the the Rams. greatest show on ter- greatest show on turf, uh, just uh, everybody just and I think that was the first Super Bowl right after uh, September 11. It was and the whole country was kind of shut down so, so, and just oh. and I think I want to say Whitney Houston sang the national anthem. Just a very I mean you talk about just the chills of that game, everything the country had been through. The whole country was shut down. The airline industry was shut down. Everybody was kind of on edge, and to to go through that, I thought that that was pretty. Uh, it was a good game too. It was a really good game so, to stop that. To stop that that team that that ninety nine Ram team that was the, the the greatest show on turf was pretty awesome. That that, that Patriots dynasty with Brady and Belichick. Gave yeah. us every good Super Bowl. They 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 really like all those Super Bowls are good. The one with the Panthers was nuts. Yeah. Uh and then and then the one against the Eagles when Nick Foles yeah. beat them, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so uh, uh, a lot of good Super Bowls. I'm happy to say I've seen a lot of good Super Bowls. If I had to say, I'm going to add this topic in. What is the most disappointing Super Bowl for you? To me, easy. Seahawks Broncos. Oh, it was so disappointing. 43 to 8. Manning, Manning was MVP. They were balling on offense, 55 touchdown throws. And then the Seahawks demolished them. That's the most disappointing one for me because I thought that we were going to get a, 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 one of the best Super Bowls ever. Yeah. Well, I just think you had a, a – they were kids. And see, that that's why I, I think, you know, it, it's tough when you lose a Super Bowl sometimes because it's like everything was set for you to, to get this and you don't get it. There's nothing written in the stars that she'll be back. You know, as, as good as the 49ers are, and I'm not saying that they will or won't be, but you got a quarterback on a rookie deal. You got all of these weapons and all of these players, and you fall up short. And we've seen the statistics, too. When you lose the Super Bowl, sometimes the team doesn't even make the playoffs the next year. You know, so it's it's mm. it's really disappointing uh, to go through something like that because it's like you, you're on this high, and then to, to come up short like that, it's just – is really deflating. Um, as far as the um, my worst, the worst Super Bowl is probably the Ravens and Giants. Um, I, um, I was not impressed with that, but that was I, the lights out game, right? With the with the yeah. lights went on the stadium. No, no, Ray no, Lewis no, and no, 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 no. Yeah, you think no. the Niners Ravens? That was a good game. Uh, no, Gilles no, I was. Ravens and, Ravens and Giants. Oh, you, you yeah. talking about the, two, the 2000 Ravens. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. When the Giants Gary Collins. Yeah, they didn't score yeah. offensive touchdown. <laughs> the only touchdown was a kickoff. Trent no. Dilfer versus Kerry Collins. What a shootout. <laughs> <laughs> no, but as far as as far as the, the, the Super Bowl matchup goes, I think this is a top five Super Bowl. Um, I'm not gonna sit here and say I've saw every Super Bowl game. This is probably my 30th Super Bowl game I've watched. My first Super Bowl, I watched it in 1994 when my, when my Cowboys won it, so I was able to watch my Cowboys win it. But uh, this this is my 30th one that I've watched. Out of the 30 Super Bowls that I've watched, I think this is a top five Super Bowl matchup. You look at the, the, you know, the storylines and the dynamics between it. You look at what Kansas City had to go through. You got Mahomes, the guy that the best quarterback in the league. Um, the gauntlet that this team had to go through with, um, you know, playing their first road um, playoff game in Miami. And then they had to go back to back. Um, they had to go back to back road games against Baltimore, against Buffalo, which they were underdogs in this game and squeeze out a way to win this game. Then you go to the Super Bowl. You face um, the Super Bowl is the best team in the NFC. You got Mister Irrelevant there. You got the, you know, the Taylor Swift mix added in there also. Um, you know, Usher had an amazing halftime show. Um, a lot of people enjoyed that also. And then it was a back and forth game, especially in the second half. It was response after response. You had a little bit of everything. You had turnovers. You, you know, there was some controversial plays. You got penalties that, that wasn't even called. And then you went to overtime in this game. You went to overtime in the game. The, the Niners scored. It came down to Patrick Mahomes. Nearly time expiring. 
three seconds left with three seconds left, they scored a touchdown to win this game. You can't write that up at all, man. So I think this was a top five Super Bowl matchup. Yeah, I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh and I think the other thing too, you know, yeah, I love I'm I'm a sucker for the uh the commercials too. Best commercial, the Jennifer, <laughs> the Jennifer Lopez, Ben Affleck commercial, Tom Brady, outstanding commercial. Just just a little side note there. Okay, all right. All right, man. Uh we're gonna go to our last topic. Marcus, I know you're not a huge fan of you know when it comes to this, but uh all NBA All-Star weekend. The UFC, they got events going on. Which which event do you do you prefer to watch? If you're you know by your, you know if you're just chilling I'm, on a Saturday I'm night, a, I'm a I'm a combat sports guy. Uh, I boxed in the army, so I'm I'm always going to take that uh, over there. Now we've seen a lot of star power in the, the UFC kind of go away. I used to like watching uh, Amanda Nunez and. You know, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing John Jones at, at heavyweight. Uh, the NBA All Star Weekend it's just it's terrible to me. It is like they don't play any defense. I, most of these most of these exhibition games they're terrible. I'm not a big fan of the Pro Bowl either, and I'm a football fan. That, you're not. It's, you, it, it's what about terrible. the slam dunk contest, man? You don't. You, you're not, not, I'm talking about the game game. Like if you say. I, I do, but look, there's only so many different ways to do a slam dunk. I think I've seen, I watched Michael Jordan and Dom, versus Dominique Wilkins. I mean, I watched Muggsy Bogues. Uh, I mean, Spud Webb win the, the, the dunk contest. Uh, give me a good combat sports. I, you know, it, to me, that's the purest form of sport. I'm a big, I do a football podcast, but to me, the purest sport out there is, is the first sport, man on man and, and hand to hand combat. So I, I'll take UFC every time. By the way, Alphabets, where do you live? I live in Texas. Okay. All of my exes live in Texas. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I agree, man. The NBA All-Star Weekend has completely fallen off. Are you kidding me? Uh, 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 the last couple years, and I watch sports more than anybody I know. The last couple of years, I have not been able to tell you who's in the dunk contest at all. Like, it's completely fallen off. It's because of scrubs like LeBron James that never wanted to participate and ruined it for the game. <laughs> Jordan did it. Kobe did it. Dominique. Uh, every, every big star did it if they were asked to do it. And this guy, LeBron, uh, never did it. He was a lame. And I think if you put LeBron in it, it keeps the energy going. Um, this weekend, Saturday night, I'm watching two UFC 298. I'm gonna probably not even watch all the NBA stuff. Uh, I'll watch the NBA All Star game Sunday night because there won't be anything else to do. But to UFC 298, great card this weekend. I mean, Ro Robert Whitaker versus Paulo Costa, Volkanovsky versus Taporia. Are you kidding me? This is a great card. Um, I'm not watching Sabrina versus Steph. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> what are we even doing anymore, man? I I can't. Oh my goodness! Uh, 
The NBA literally added Sabrina versus Steph, uh, uh, Steph because they need more interest. Because yeah. all the other stuff has fallen off. So, yeah. um, look, the UFC card this weekend is great. Uh, the NBA All-Star Weekend has completely fallen Trash. off. It's, just, it's, not, it's not the same. Garbage anymore. dumpster juice. Totally. Garbage. Totally. Garbage. <laughs> the juice at the bottom of the can. Garbage dumpster juice, man. Totally oh agree, Alphabets. Uh, <laughs> Theo, you enjoy watching Sabrina. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If I had to pick, I'm picking UFC 298. Okay, smart um, man. Uh, I, I like Volkanovski. I know Sahuda's. He's uh, um, fighting. Also, you, uh, you mentioned the Whitaker fight. <clears throat> I mean, with, with events like this with UFC 298, even though I have not been impressed what UFC has done, I do like this card though for 298. Um, I might switch over. Not for the entire time, but you know, I, I I'm sticking with um U, UFC 298 though, um because um I I just feel bad for the NBA man. They just had the Super Bowl and now they they're gonna have to attempt to top that All Star Weekend. Are you kidding me? I just feel bad. It's bad enough they're having Christmas games. The NFL are having Christmas games now. Uh, they're having games on Black Friday now. They stole that from them. I remember every morning I was used to watching Christmas NBA games. Now I'm looking forward to Christmas NFL games. <laughs> and then here's the so, thing, too. Next month, they start that new uh, that new football league, the what, UFL, The Rock, his, his yeah. league. One is between the... XFL and the USFL, they combine yep. together. So you're gonna get. I mean, this is kind of gonna be like a like a farm system for the for the NFL. I mean, you're gonna have guys that you know maybe are like late bloomers. You know, they didn't quite get opportunities in the NFL. They kind of you know late round picks that really didn't develop. So you're gonna have NFL quality players playing NFL that maybe aren't you know that are I. That you know, get a second opportunity to play in a lesser <laughs> league, and and you know, I think people will watch that too. You know, I think what what the Rock is doing, uh, him and his ex wife, what they're doing to try to market that, I, I think that's going to cut into some of their viewership also. Because who really? Let's be let's let's keep it a bug. When do you start watching basketball? June. You start watching in June. There's too many damn games. It's 82 games. Then they got this now where they're, you know, they you, you can only play like 65 games. They're taking rest days and stuff like that. You know, 82 games and then all the games are all of the playoffs are series, seven game series. You know, I don't start watching the NBA till about late May, early June. You know, if there's like a close <laughs> run in the division, that's it. So yeah, give me give me uh US. Okay, now, now you know, <clears throat> for those football fans thinking it's the end of football, I'm pretty sure you guys are going to hear us about, you know, trades coming up, free agency. I th think it's a month away. Um, and then I think the following week is the NFL draft. Yeah, so, I mean, the following month is the NFL draft. But before we get out of here, man, and go to our shout-outs, let's go to our final and last segment. It's our you. 
kidding me, man. Um, so you, do you guys have an are you kidding me for this past week in sports? Okay, I'll go first. Um, look, I'm a Texas Longhorn fan. Uh, so I like Kyle Shanahan, and I've been rooting for him because of that. But are you kidding me, Kyle Shanahan? You can't let Patrick Mahomes get the ball second in overtime. Look, it might have cost you the Super Bowl. We'll never know. But if the Chiefs go down there and they and let's just say they stick with three points and a field goal, you know you win the Super Bowl with the touchdown. And you decided to basically let him have the upper hand because – then also, I don't know if other people know, Patrick Mahomes already came out and said, because the Niners chose to have the ball first, if they scored a touchdown, kicked the extra point, they were planning to go down, score a touchdown, and go for two for the win. Now, why is that? Because they know what you already did. So that that's the issue. You, you should have let Mahomes have the ball first. Are you kidding me, Kyle Shanahan? That, that was a... That was as preschool as it gets, and that is why analytics mess up the game sometimes. Do the most logical thing sometimes. Don't just look at a, a sheet that tells you certain percentages. Are you kidding me? Yeah, uh, and the jump on that thing too, and I know this wasn't this week, but this is my, you know, this will, uh, since it's the last week of football, Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell, dude. Look, I get it. I get, you know, trying to, you know, have faith in your guys and stuff. There's a there's a thin line between between, you know, being taking chances and being reckless. And you have to you have to walk that thin line. You know, you 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 cost you cost your team games in the regular season. You cost them in that Cowboys game. You cost them. And, you know, you, you keep costing them because you just refuse to, you know, take the points. It's okay to take the points sometimes. Like Cobra Commander used to say in G.I. Joe, he who fights and runs away lives and fights another day. Live to fight another day. You know, you don't have to go for two points every time. You don't have to go for it on every time on fourth down. Live to fight another day. All right, man. My are you kidding me goes to Jake Moody, man. Are you kidding me? All you had to do was make that damn extra point. You We wouldn't be in this position right now. You would have been up by four points, man. But then you, we all know what happens. They end up tying well, the game, and the rest was history. Are here's you the thing about me? it. Here's the thing about it, though, Keo. He broke the, the, the longest field goal record in the Super Bowl, and it only lasted for – a quarter because Butker comes back and kicks <laughs> you kick a 55 yarder and break the Super Bowl record and a quarter later uh Butker mm-hmm. kicks a 57 yarder and breaks your record in the Super Bowl. So it was kind of mm-hmm. the riding on the raw. That's that was kind of bad. Yeah. I can't blame a kicker when it gets blocked a hundred percent. So I don't know about that one, Keo. I mean if he if he shanked it, okay, that's fine. That's on him, but I don't know if I could blame him 100% on a blocked extra point. Okay. <laughs> well, guys, let's move on over and finish the show, and let's go straight to our shout-outs. All right. Well, shout-out to the whole Louisiana for stu- uh, the ducking me tonight. 
I, I understand you guys were scared. Alphabets was not scared, so I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate you two boys for tonight. Uh, looking forward to next weekend. And, uh, and look, we're about to transition to basketball, and then we'll talk some NFL draft and back to basketball, and then we'll be finally back to football. So uh, good having you boys on tonight. Uh, shout out to my co-host, uh, Ramona Diehard from my show. We're going to take our hiatus for about a month and we'll be back doing uh free agency, uh, starts next month. About a month off and then we'll start doing free agency, the combine and, and things of that nature. Uh, so I'll be doing that. Shout out to my guy, Keo. He, he, he showed up. He been, he been going at me, but he's like, Hey, you know, and I told him, I go, I need you right here. If you lose, I need you right here. And he's like, so I need you over here. So shout out to him. You know, but I just tell people, you know, if you stand on your convictions, but when you lose, don't go into hiding. Don't don't be like Osama bin Laden or Carmen San Diego and no can nobody find you. Where is Waldo? Where's this guy? You was not saying you, but I got people like that. They be talking, talking mad crazy. And then when they lose, man, they, they can't find them. You can't you can't find them. They're like eight tracks or they're, they're like eight tracks and cassette tapes, man. You can't find them. So, you know, when you lose, you know, I need you right here. Join up. We're we going to talk about it. So shout out to my guy, Keo, man. Nothing but love for you guys. Love what y'all are doing over here, man. Uh, enjoy y'all's uh, platform, man. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, shout out to um, shout out to uh, Marcus, man. Uh, definitely. Um... It's always dope when you jump on here, even though we may not agree on everything. <laughs> but I definitely we're shout Cowboys out to you. Fan. So in the end, we're Cowboys fans, so that works out. We okay. Yeah, we're yeah, fans. yeah. So um, and then a shout out to you know the Alphabets football show. Make sure you go check them out and, and their Facebook group. They got those sports conversations. I always go on there and give them a hard time whenever I can. A shout out to Ramona also. And uh, make sure you go follow them, subscribe to their channel, man. A shout out to Mr. Box Office. The rest of them, shame on them. They're all Valentine's Day doing who knows what's whatever they're doing. But, um, yeah, but <laughs> definitely enjoy tonight's show, man. <laughs> definitely enjoy tonight's show, man. NBS show episode 31. With that being said, man, this is the NBS show, and we'll see you guys next time. We out. Yay, yay. Peace. Late.